0: Hello, youngsters. It's been a minute. It's been a month. It's been five months. Uh, (laughs) It's good to be back. Even in a short little episode like this, um, we're talking to our pal Astrid Young, who has a fantastic new project she's working on. Uh, She's taken her already existing album, One Night at Giant Rock, and she's making it into a double album, she's remastering songs, she's putting new songs out um, and she was kind enough to come talk to us about it Uh, the link for that is posted everywhere Um, she's working with Eddie Kramer, uh, a bunch of great people, a bunch of cool studios so definitely check that out um, and check out the perks she's got and any way that you can help out Uh, click that link and show her some support I also will just briefly mention before we get into this interview um, we are going to do some more episodes. Um, I know it's been a long time. We've had a bunch of people reaching out, and you guys are fantastic, and we love you. Um, and I think, talking to the boys, the plan is to do maybe five or six more episodes um, towards the middle slash end of the summer. Um, we want to finish out the the, the Neil, uh, his releases, as much as it's humanly possible, even though he keeps pumping them out. We want to at least get to get all of them, and then you know we're not going to be done, done. But you know we'll do sporadic episodes here and there as Neil news pops up or as new albums get announced or released and tours. But uh, I think you know the plan is you know towards the middle of the summer. Be looking out. We're gonna we're gonna record. I would say five or six more. Try and hit all the ones that we haven't hit yet up until you know world record, etc. Um, but uh, thank you for bearing with us. I know it's been a long, long wait. Um, and uh, we love you. We love Neil. Who knows? Maybe we'll talk to Neil. Who knows? Nobody knows. But what we do know is we got to talk to our pal Astrid, who we do love. Her album is amazing. Um, her music is amazing. Everything she's created is Amazing. So go ahead and enjoy uh, this interview popping up. I do, of course, want to apologize for the sound quality. My studio is in shambles. My life is in shambles, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. Everything's fine, but my studio is all ripped apart right now. So it's just a uh, zoom straight from my computer. So if the audio is a little bit uh, not up to par, I apologize for that. We're working on that. All right, I'm talking too much like I always do. All right, love you. Here we go.
3: Like you and the Condon boys, Trans and Harvest and Lenoise, we're gonna sit
0: and listen to each one,
3: it's long, may you young.
0: Astrid, hello.
2: Hey, can I get it?
0: Hey, check. We're, st- Hi. We're, st- we're still waiting for Mike. Of course, we're having technical difficulties. So. Oh,
2: that's okay.
0: We uh, we haven't actually recorded an episode in, I think, four or five months. So. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while.
2: <laughs> really, eh? Yeah. yeah. Well, Ask I him. know Neil hasn't really been doing too much, but I saw that he just announced a, um, a solo tour, so, you know. I
3: know. Yeah, we saw that, too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that says two things to me, um, you know. It's like, I, I, he really only goes out when he's inspired to play. So he must have some new stuff that he wants to take for a spin. I would imagine. Yeah. So, nice totally to be in a position that you can say, no, I don't agree <laughs> with that. Because God knows as a musician, you have to eat so much fucking shit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we we, do, ju- <laughs> we literally are dealing with that right now. Yeah. Uh,
2: oh God. I just played this, um, I did a few shows in New Brunswick with a, a friend of mine, another singer-songwriter. And it's like, some venues you play are so great, and they're so ready for you, and then some, it's just such a shit show. Yeah, it's and you horrible. Can't, like, I'm not paying my dues to anybody. I've been doing this for a really long time, so, you know, they shorted me money, didn't have it together, nobody there to help set up the PA. The thing was like an electrical hazard. I was afraid to touch it because there was like broken stuff everywhere nothing was connected it was like what's this about and then my friend who's touring with me goes, well what are we going to do next i said i don't know you know what can you do you give a bad review on yelp or something
3: (laughs) all right yeah you know yeah it's not because it's all it's kind of they have all the power and all you know (laughs) yeah oh here's mike but on that note
0: i mean you're still going we're still going It's just, we just keep, we, we, we just can't stop. We can't help ourselves. So
2: do what you do, you know, and, and, and that's just the bottom line. I mean, honestly, uh, music is, I'll drop everything to do it as is evidenced by this project, because I said, I'd never go broke for my art again. And here (laughs) I am doing it. It's just like, how much is that going to cost? Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Mike is coming There he is. I apologize.
2: (laughs) Hi, Mike
1: hi how you doing thank you for for coming on again we appreciate it i, 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 I like felt you, like i like like you was I had to update everything there. oh thank you thank <laughs> you i owe it all to philip morris and jack daniels yep <laughs> is the pipes uh, yeah
3: <laughs> um mike
0: you, you popped in at just the right time because we're just we're talking about playing at small venues and how we just we keep we keep on keeping on despite you know venue difficulties and all the things that come with playing music and recording music but we just can't give it up so uh with the, and we're about to hop right into uh astrid's project so you hopped in at just the right time
1: i'm very excited because you get to work with david j right is that correct
2: yes and and that is like oh my god the first time i talked to him on the phone i think i babbled like a schoolgirl, man <laughs> That <laughs> yeah. is such a big Bauhaus and Love and Rockets fan, and and there's a little backstory on you know my um, emotional connection to Love and Rockets that he doesn't even know this yet. But you know, I I um I wrote a screenplay a long time ago, uh, and it co- started as a short story, but uh, it ended up in various different formats, and I've optioned it like three times, and I actually made it as a short film in the late '90s uh, called Haunted When the Minutes Drag. Um, anyway, when I wrote the original short story, I was listening to Love and Rockets on a loop, and uh, it it really you know it wasn't about any of that, but my character, who is a uh, female rock star who's a serial killer, um, she listened to that music a lot, right? So that mm. kind of was the soundtrack of her killing spree, right? And uh, anyway, so the fact that that story has had such legs over the years, it's become a part of who I am as a writer and and as an artist. so, it, and I've actually uh, made some money off it because I've optioned it a few times. And like I said, I did make the movie. It wasn't really, uh, not something I'm particularly proud of as a piece of art, but uh, and that kind of leads into the the next part of that chapter, because I believe that I don't believe that it was ever done properly. I mean, it was never made as the movie that I intended it to be. So I want to write it as a, as fiction. And so I started writing it as a book and then lo and behold, I get to, I get to uh, you know meet david J and play with him and i actually played piano on the uh, new night crickets record too which is his band nice. with uh with victor di lorenzo so i play piano on one track on that so that was kind of cool
3: but nice. anyway I sold in that little cool.
2: bit. Yeah, that'll be an interesting conversation
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool well at least the title is really cool what did you say it was haunted when the minutes haunted
2: when the minutes drag oh, which that's is, a cool um, title it's on. It's this. It's one of their songs. It's on uh, Seventh Dream of Teenage Heaven.
1: Cool. I like that's that. That's a time. that's that's a whole other Indie Go Go though, right? Getting the film made. <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if I have the the stomach to make another film again. I mean, even the one that we made, and you know, we made it with like no money, and uh, all my friends were in it. My band was in it. My music was in it, and. It didn't quite come out the way I wanted it to because I I uh, was working with a director and he kind of in the end like slapped it together like a you know a house of cards really <laughs> and uh, and, I, and I wasn't particularly happy with it but it won some awards and festivals so I guess I should be happy about that and, I, and it had a theatrical release and a lot of people said well you should just be happy that it it actually got made so. I suppose I'll hang on to that. But it's not something that I share with people just because I'm not artistically, you know, really happy with it. But uh, so it may yet rear its head. And I mean, obviously, the story's got some legs because people seem to want to keep, you know,
1: there's a there's another guy who kind of like slaps movies together with his wife and has his band in in the movies (laughs) and his friends. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. But it'll come to me at some point. He's made a bunch of them, though.
2: Uh, but yeah, good, good
1: luck with the film. <laughs> I so, wasn't in
2: any of them.
0: <laughs> so let's, um, let's talk about... I, I swear I had written down the episode that Astrid was on before, and now I can't find it anywhere. But this is Astrid's second time on the podcast. Uh, artist, musician. We talked to her at length, and now she's got a new project. Um, and I was slightly confused when I saw the Indiegogo at f- the first time because I I thought maybe you were just putting One Night at Giant Rock on vinyl, but this is a double album that you're putting out?
2: So the uh, initial idea when we did One Night at Giant Rock, we had a few songs um, left over and, uh, you know, they didn't make it to the record. And we really wanted to make a vinyl version of it. And the, the discussion at the time was, well, you know, um it'd be nice to add the songs that that didn't make it to the record. You know, of course, that was quite a few years ago when time slipped by and whatnot. Um, But, you know, the original album, which is quite good, uh, but it's like about three and a half minutes too long for single vinyl. So rather than having like blank sides, which is, I think, kind of a wah-wah, you know, and you get a double double vinyl packaging you open it up on one side and there's like nothing right so i so it was an opportunity to, to uh record some new stuff and and maybe have a look at some of the old songs which i i still not convinced that any of them are going to make it to the record but uh we've already started working and um actually our first single is going to be released in july and that's really exciting i think i sent you a copy yes
0: uh can we say what it's called can we say that it's called borrowed tune okay yeah we listened it was uh, fantastic it it was
2: originally called borrowed tune and then uh eddie kramer who is producing the project and remixing all the old tracks he's he's kind of old school and he said you need to rename it you need to make it so it's something that people can find you should call it lay me down because that's the hook line the hook line is lay me down like yeah Right. So you should call it lay me down or empty dress or something like that. You know? So basically the, uh, the result of that was it's going to be called lay me down. And then in brackets borrowed tune. So.
3: I love that. Well, And your brother already has a, a borrowed tune song. too.
2: It doesn't <laughs> sound anything like it. No, <laughs> it
3: nothing at, at all. all. <laughs> yeah. Nothing it's else. definitely, I, I think I like yours better.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like it. I like that song. No, it's such a I'm good like song. Really, yeah. It's great. on, um, it's on journey through the past, journey
0: right? through the past. Yeah, you uh, lay me down as we're calling it now is uh, it's catchy as hell, Astrid. I will say that. Uh, every time I listen to it, I listen catchy. to it two or three times, and it's you just sing it for like an hour afterwards. Uh, I was humming it as I started uh, posting up the zoom link, so it's it's fantastic.
3: Yeah, it's really, yeah, good. I really
2: like it. Well, it's interesting story, though, too, you know, because I was talking to Eddie about songs and um. You know, I, I have a bunch of new songs and stuff like that. And then I said, I got this song and I recorded it a long time ago. And the piano is really good. And the B3 is really good, but I don't like any of the rest of it. I could probably, uh probably recut cut the vocal or whatever. So I just kind of tossed tossed it in the hat and and he got back to me and he said, let me, let me just look up his text. Now, this is the first text that I got from the legendary Eddie Kramer.
1: Jeez. And you
2: know, as you can imagine. <laughs> this was like pretty spectacular for me yeah way back in this conversation here he says hi astrid just listen to lay me down i don't know how or what you did but that song is effing spectacular wow (laughs) your voice sounds amazing and and the delivery is spot on hitting all the notes with scalding emotion let's have more of this stuff eh
3: Oh, man, hey.
0: that's fantastic. <laughs> and, wow.
2: I know, I know. Talk about validation anyway. Um...
0: Well, it's not like Eddie Kramer has worked with, you know, any big names at all before. So,
3: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know yeah. what he's talking he may about. Know well, what he's talking I gave, about. It, I don't I gave know. him
2: the tracks and it basically, <laughs> I, and I said, I said to him, um, you know, I, I love the piano because the piano is ethereal. I, I recorded it uh, in probably 1996 or seven.
3: Oh, wow wow in los
2: angeles in a studio called ocean studios in burbank and uh the owner there used to let me go in and cut stuff all the time and it was a beautiful room and uh with a great piano and so uh, i think the, the guy that played b3 on it is jason yates too which is uh elliot's uh elliot Rodge- robert's um son
3: oh cool Oh wow. And, oh wow and uh,
2: who i was playing with at the time and uh, and then later on like a few years later when i we were cutting the ist record um my kind of stoner rock record uh, i had the guys in that band put the rhythm tracks on it the bass and, and drums and guitars and stuff like that and i never liked it and it was just one of those things that uh, doesn't really fit and it doesn't fit with anything i'm doing but uh so eddie agreed with me that you know we should recut everything so I'll, I'll paint this picture for you. So we're sitting on a Friday, I guess it was. So we're sitting in his kitchen talking about the song and talking about what how we were gonna go about it. And he goes, well, we, we need, okay, well, no, no. I'm gonna go back a couple of weeks, right? On a Friday. And he says, we need a string arranger. And I said, I have a guy. So I hooked him up with um with a guy I know that I've worked with quite a bit. He actually played on one night at Giant Rock. He's a sax player too, a guy named Darcy Heppner and uh so hooked him up with eddie and they talked it through and darcy wrote this arrangement this beautiful arrangement in like a week and then the following week so me and eddie are sitting there and he says okay so we got the arrangement uh but here's the catch darcy is going on vacation um next weekend so we have to do it before then we have to do the string date before then and the only date that he can do it is thursday that's the only date that he can do it and then he can get all the players that he wants and i'm going Okay. I wasn't really planning on working this quickly, but sure. All right. And then he said, but we have to do the bass and drums before we do the strings because he's got to make adjustments to the to the arrangement, you know, before we do the string date. So this is Friday. We were in the studio on Sunday cutting the bass and drums. And then the following Thursday cutting the doing the strings. And then they started mixing. (laughs) In the meantime, (laughs) Even before that, like, you know, when I was talking to him about recutting the vocal, he said, you do not need to recut the vocal. It's amazing. And, uh, of course, 20 years on, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I could do that better. I could <laughs> fucking take the shit out of that, right? But he loved it. So I figured, okay, well, he knows a thing or two, right? So I'll just leave it alone. And-
1: he knows a thing or two, Yeah.
2: <laughs> so he worked on it a little bit, and this is before we did we recut any of the tracks. And he he had me into his little studio to listen to what he did. And I swear to God, I was I wish somebody took a video of that because my jaw was on my chest. I was just like, Oh my God, it sounds good. Yeah. And I had to run home and put on physical graffiti and go <laughs> right. There's that That's the guy. dude. That's <laughs> that's so that's it, amazing. It's like that. And he's such, he's, he's an incredible person and he's so sweet and he's just like, he's like a kid when it comes to music, you know, you start talking about music and, and he's so enthusiastic and he's so full of ideas and, and uh, you know, it's just, it transcends age, you know, it really drives the point home that, that music is truly timeless and ageless and. And I'm just so glad that I'm getting to do this with him.
1: <laughs> how, how did the, how did this relationship start? Like, how did you guys meet? How did he end up being on the project?
2: Well, that's an interesting story, too, because, as you know, I'm I'm in the wine business also, right? So um, I, uh, I'm i a wine director at a restaurant called uh, The Merrill House in Picton, Ontario. And it's kind of a fine dining restaurant. I've got awards for my wine list and all that stuff. So he was... Um, spending some time in Picton uh, with his wife around that time. And he came into the restaurant one night and of course I knew who he was, but you know, I'm not going to run up and go, Hey, Eddie Kramer, I'm a musician too. <laughs> you got to listen to my music. You know, like, not like that. Don't try to, you know, muddy the waters. So, but we, we bonded over food and wine. And then uh, like, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks later, or so, uh, in the meantime, somebody else outed me to him and he, he, uh, next time I saw him, he said, so and so told me that you are, you know, related to this guy, and that you're in position, and that you do this and that and this. And he says, "Why didn't you tell me?" And it's just like, well, you know, what am I gonna do, right? Yeah, and I, it would just sound like too silly, yeah. right? Yeah. He wanted to hear my music, so I gave him a copy one night of Giant Rock, and he really liked it. And um, so we became friends. I'm friends with his wife. All that's good. And then I think in January, I ran into him in the grocery store <laughs> and I'm on my way out the door, let me just a little chat. And then I was on my way out the door and I turned around and I said, I said, you know, I'm thinking about doing a vinyl version of One Night at Giant Rock and adding a few more songs. Would you like to work on this with me? And he did not hesitate for one second. He said, yes, yes, I want to do this with you. Awesome. I would oh my love God. to work on this. And, cool. you know. And that was basically the extent of the conversation, you know, and then we just started talking about songs and one thing led to another and here we are. Wow.
1: Wow. I have a side question about Eddie Kramer at the supermarket. Does he do self-checkout or (laughs) is he a guy that uses the cashier? I think self-checkout because he wants to be in control. You know, he wants to master the self-checkout. You know,
2: know, in retrospect, it was in the (laughs) (laughs) self-checkout.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. (laughs)
2: I I don't know what his motivations for being in the self-checkout was, but, you know, there we were in the self-checkout.
0: I also would love to move to this town where just Astrid and Eddie are just in the grocery store having musical conversations. (laughs) It'd be pretty fantastic.
2: Oh, yeah. And we were blocking traffic, too, you know? It's just like because people are trying to get out. This is like still kind of everybody's a little bit COVID conscious and stuff like that, and they're like, did you get out of that fucking way? <laughs> oh jeez! You see, there's something important going on here. Anyway, right.
1: you great. you said something interesting in a recent interview, and it's so. I mean, it's this is all happening so fast, but it has to do with uh, AI, artificial intelligence, and that you know, you're you're. I think it was on the page. It was uh, music is not yeah. dead. You yeah. put that right up there, and but this is something that will definitely kill it because I've been hearing beetle type songs nirvana type songs and it's so scary how artificial intelligence can kind of nail that style so
2: it's really scary and but you know i really think that um where we're gonna see it first is in film and tv because having worked in film and television myself and worked for Uh, an orchestra contractor for many years uh, and worked with a lot of the studios. It's like the music portion of the budget is pretty small in comparison to the rest of the budget when you're, you know, looking at AI and actors and all that stuff. But it's also the first thing to go. If they're trying to save money, get rid of the soundtrack, get rid of the composer, get rid of all this stuff. Like, uh, you know, go to a music supervisor, get bands that are unknown, that'll give you their stuff for free, you know? So I think that probably this is where we're going to see it and feel it first is in film and TV because they're going to be looking for, uh, you know, stuff that they can get as cheaply as possible to be able to, uh, you know, trim their budgets a little bit because, you know, just like music, I think film and TV budgets are a lot smaller than they used to be. I mean, not Marvell stuff or, you know, any any of the, you know, big blockbuster hits, but um. You know, just your average thing on mm. Netflix or something like that. Um, I was talking to a director the other day, and she was saying, "Oh yeah, it's so much easier to do episodic because it's only ten million an episode, and it's just <laughs>
3: uh, wow, what a bargain!"
1: <laughs> I know, I
2: know. Oh crap! It makes, and that's, it, is, it makes is you that... wonder, like, what the you know, music is basically, um, you know, nothing. It's like the a flea on the back of the the cat, you know, the yeah. <laughs> in film industry. Yeah. Is, is
1: that part of the reason why you wanted to do this, uh, uh, Indiegogo funding for this?
2: Well, I, I wanted to do it this way because I wanted to be in control of everything. And I, I was actually afraid that I would get a little pushback from the guys, um, you know, because I wanted to do it this way, but they were all on board with it. And it's just like, yeah, let's do it. You know, this way we don't really necessarily have people telling us what we should and shouldn't do. And hopefully we raise enough money that we can pay everybody fairly. Um, you know, certainly yeah. I, I I hope not to continue taking it out of my pocket because <laughs> I yeah. to feel like, you know, feel like I'm in a rock band back in the 80s again. It's just like, holy crap. You I know. know?
0: <laughs> you, you got some great perks too. Um, some yeah. kind of different ones. People can come hang out in the studio with you guys. Is that something that I saw?
2: Yep. Yep. In the studio, in the mastering in a mastering session. I think the uh, really cool ones are going to be uh, when we're tracking, because we're tracking the new songs uh, on August 1st, 2nd and 3rd in a in a theater. Uh, called the Empire Theater in Belleville, Ontario. So it's a awesome. really cool theater, first of all. But the, uh, and I've actually cut a couple of, uh, couple of tracks in there. They have a beautiful piano in there and a full-on recording studio. So I know the owner. And every time I need to cut a piano track, I go, hey, Mark, can I cut? Come down and cut a track, and I'll bring them a couple of bottles of wine and get the piano tuned. And you know, Bob's your uncle, but uh, it's it's a beautiful stage and it's just so cool. So it'll be great for people to come and hang out, and it'd be om- almost like having your own private show that's maybe a little boring and repetitive, but you know, <laughs> mm. that's that's one
1: of the perks too is the, the private show, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah,
2: well, that's a big one too, and and I and you know. Despite the fact that I'm offering like a lot of these, you know, and some of them have a high ticket price, I mean, the private show has a like, you know, $50,000 ticket price, but, you know, this is what it's going to take to get all those people in one room. And uh, we're kind of envisioning doing it at SIR in in, uh, in New York City and also in Los Angeles and doing it with all the everybody that played on the record, on the original record and on the newer version of the record, too, and hopefully getting Eddie to do sound he, uh, oh, man. He, yeah. So <laughs> awesome. it would be, yeah. So it, 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 it'll be really cool. Um, I actually have a couple of corporate, uh, um, sponsors looking at that right now. So, uh, if they go, they go, uh, but you know, if anybody is, you know, looking to fulfill their rock and roll fantasy, that's one way to do it, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was hoping that there would be a, uh, I'm looking here. There would be a tier where you could actually go to the supermarket with you and Eddie Kramer (laughs) and, uh, you know, plan out a meal, buy the ingredients, hang out in the uh, block the aisle for a little while. Talk about, you know, Zeppelin (laughs) and Hendrix. That's worth about 20 grand, I'd say. Yeah, Yeah.
2: I think so too. Okay, I'll only offer one. Only okay. one, one-time thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, there's there's a t- there's a ton of perks, uh, ranging from fifty thousand dollars all the way down to like thirty eight dollars. Any way that that you want to help out would be huge, and then you can be a part of this awesome experience. And I think you get your name on the 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 liner too. I think I saw, which would be great.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I do want to say though, just for the four of us, because uh, our podcast game has just gone to hell. I don't have the actual version of Zoom, so this this thing's gonna be done in about five uh, minutes. So, okay. um, well, I just
2: I just want to say, um you know, as an addendum to that, that I know that not everybody can afford like big tickets and stuff like that. So, really, it's about getting it made, and uh, yeah. I'm I'm really keen to have people, you know, just pre uh you know do get involved in the pre-sale and pre-order the record or whether they want a cd we have cds available digital uh versions available and also uh the vinyl of course so you know um and that way you're guaranteed uh some product when it comes out and uh and of course you know the the joy of being a part of something that is, I think, really significant because people, record companies don't make records like this anymore. Musicians don't often make records like this anymore. And if you haven't seen Eddie Kramer's name on a record, it's because that, you know, a lot of labels just don't have those kind of budgets anymore. So, Mm. you know, we're kind of doing things old school. And, uh, and there's a reason that we're doing it is because it's, uh, you know, we want to make music that that lasts more than, you know, 30 seconds on TikTok, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And if yeah. we can get a thousand people to to buy the thirty eight thousand the thirty eight dollar one. I mean, that's a pretty good chunk of change.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Every yeah. little
1: yeah. bit counts. Yeah, and,
2: and oh, absolutely. Sorry, go ahead, Astrid. Oh no, no, I, I I was just gonna say I've been raising money off the platform too, so that's just one component of it. Like I've had people just send me money, which is really nice. Actually. Yeah, that is very. Nice. I don't have to get a chunk <laughs> in the GoGo, but you know. <laughs> That's it. It's an easy way to track things. And I've got some uh, some cool content to push out. Like when people uh, do contribute, they get access to all the videos that we're making. And I've got a great videographer and we're kind of documenting the whole process. So, yeah,
0: yeah. the video right on the Indiegogo is great. It's it's really well produced. It's it's making me very excited for this project. We'll we'll post the link everywhere, all over our social media. Um, Fantastic and it, at the very least if you're listening to this and you can't do anything else share the link because that helps yeah. more than you know too so yeah That's yeah right. definitely definitely um, yeah. right so thanks astrid thanks for being our guinea pig after five months of uh, not podcasting at all
2: <laughs> <laughs> happy to help. <laughs> um
0: and for those uh faithful long may you young listeners we do have plans to come back in the summer i think we're gonna do five or six more episodes is the plan we'll talk more about it in detail hopefully in the next few weeks but uh we're coming back i think i hope right
1: yeah so i hope we yeah, need absolutely. it absolutely
0: <laughs> we needed a little break uh just you know for a million reasons but we're, we want to we want to finish out we want to finish out the never-ending series of neil records so that's the that's the plan
3: i'm gonna go get one of those uh digital deluxe downloads as soon as we get oh, off the yeah. call
2: Well, I'll send you. I just got the master of the single, so I can send you that right away, too.
3: Awesome.
1: I think I already
2: shared the mix with with you, Luke, but uh, I
0: actually shared it with you. He shared it with us. Yeah, we got it, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cool. Great.
1: But thanks for that.
0: Uh,
3: Thank you, Astrid. Yeah, thanks for coming on.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great to see you guys again.
3: Yeah, of course. Yeah, good luck. And we'll make sure all our listeners get out there and show you some support. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks, nice. Thanks Astrid. Roll. All right. See you guys. See All
1: ya. Right. Thank you.
4: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football